0: All right, welcome back. And joining us now is Tony Ardman, a long-time great friend and supporter of the show. And he set up David Knight Gold uh, to help you to bring your gold home. That's I guess going kind to of be kind of the uh, the the theme of our show. We have got central banks that are repatriating gold and bringing it home. Uh, Tony will let you do this on an individual basis. Uh, thanks for joining us, Tony.
1: Always great, great to be here, David. Good to see you.
0: Yeah, you know, there, there was a great story. I don't know if you saw this or not. A guy in Kentucky. He found a gigantic stash of Civil War era coins, gold, and other things like that. And uh, so, you know, he, the gold was um, right there in the cornfield on his farm, uh, had been missed for you know 160 years or whatever, and um, 161, I guess, because there weren't any coins that were older than 1862. Just one, uh, one of the uh, types of coins that he had. Uh, they've recently sold at auction a hundred thousand dollars he has 18 of those (laughs) so that's 1.8 million right there and he's got a lot of other stuff they got a picture in this article of this massive stash of coins and a lot of these things are in mint condition and they're coming from very rare mints and so um he's already had this certified by the Numismatic Guarantee Company, and uh, they've called it the Great Kentucky Horde, and uh, they've got all kinds yeah. of uh, a list of all kinds of coins that they found in this thing. But that's that's uh, uh, one way of uh, bringing the gold home, isn't it?
1: <laughs> well, it is. And uh, step one: don't call the FBI when you find gold. I've heard people do that. I don't know why. Yeah. But there was that uh, that one gentleman years ago that had treasure hunters, and they found they felt, they thought they found the gold. Yeah, that's and up in then Pennsylvania, the, then wasn't it? The FBI it. came in and took
0: it. Yeah, that's up in Pennsylvania, wasn't it? And right. The FBI right. came up there and and they said, you know, we, look, we got this, and they tried to do it above board, and then the crooked FBI comes in and they sealed off the area, and they said we could hear them working at night for a very long time, and then after they get finished, they said, no, nah, there's nothing there because <laughs> they took.
1: Well, it. there's a lesson in that yeah. too, you know, about the gold, and and I've I've even bought uh, gold coins from the Roman era, and the the reason that they're still valuable is because they are gold. Yeah. And I think that's missed on a lot just because they're old. Like I've seen coins from the Roman era that are not gold that are just the debased, you know, uh, uh copper coins. And they're not worth that much unless they're in great condition. Mm-hmm. So it's the same thing with currency throughout history. It keeps its value with, with being precious metals, silver, or gold. Yeah. This
0: would be worth a lot of money just on, on the metal basis of it. But again, this is a, yeah. has a numismatic, uh, aspect of it. They said, uh, got an 1860, uh, one mint condition 1863 double eagle. They said would be an important event, but finding a roll of these things, and they weren't 1863s; they were 1862s, uh, and just a massive pile, over 700 gold dollars uh, that they found. Wow! So <laughs> that's pretty amazing. Uh, yeah, yeah, just the metal. they are, are
1: gold dollars. I think I've I've brought them up on your show before, just showing how they're little bitty little things, you know. But uh, they're worth about 200 dollars, which just yeah. shows you. The, the total debasement of the of the dollar itself. Oh yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah, <laughs> at, at least uh, that much that is has dropped. But but of course, it's not just this guy bringing it home uh, or finding it on his home. As you uh, you know, when I was saying at the break, we've got a lot of uh, gold that's being repatriated by central banks who don't want to leave this uh, abroad. This is something that's been happening for several years, but it's really escalating now, isn't
1: it? and yeah, there's a h- headline up on Kitco. And because of the sanctions on Russia, again, leading back to that, they had, the U.S. froze $640 billion in assets that were gold and forex investments of Russia's. And that really scared a lot of the other central banks around the world. Uh, they're repatriating their gold from foreign vaults. That's mm-hmm. that's a trend that is accelerating and surprising a lot of people in the precious metal sector right now.
0: Yeah, they, they, they're doing it because um, this article I've got here from uh, – um, Zero hedge, 85% of the 85 sovereign wealth funds and 57 central banks said they think inflation is going to be higher. Uh, And uh, yet it is really what's driving it is what you pointed out, the fact that uh, we had this freezing of Russia's stuff. And then from a personal standpoint, what we saw with uh, Trudeau, freezing the accounts of people who are protesters and what I just talked about, where you've got uh, people like Nigel Farage or parental rights groups, they are getting kicked out, uh, or a Christian uh, priest who's getting kicked out of their banking accounts because of their political or religious beliefs.
1: Yeah, uh, you're giving me a pep talk now about a, being a pep, <laughs> a politically <laughs> exposed person. Uh, that's uh, the part of the new AML rules. Uh, you know, that's coming, and that's why precious metals uh, and decentralized tokens are so important right now with the, the rush towards central bank digital currencies and, uh, again, just crushing liberty with the overreach of these totalitarian governments uh, on currency, it's more important than ever to understand what gold, what silver is out being outside of the system. There's a reason why uh, these uh, banks are repatriating. They don't like uh, the, their exposure. Mm-hmm. You know, there was a story, uh, what about a year ago, David, that the the Vatican started pulling all their assets back to the Vatican. Like they started uh, closing down foreign assets and their holdings. So I think, um, I think, again, you start looking at these – Sort of signposts on what uh, these uh, foreign entities are doing, and you'll see uh, the, the volatility built into that. I mean, that's I think what's what we're witnessing right now is a major sea change geopolitically when it comes to uh, the dollar, when it comes to finance.
0: Yeah, as you pointed out, they they froze about half of Russia's uh, gold and and um, assets like that with this um, uh, NATO movement. But going back to 2019, and I remember when this happened. Poland said, "Well, we're going to bring home 100 tons of gold. We don't want it abroad." Then Hungary, then Romania did it. Then the summer of 2017, um, actually preceding that, you'd had Germany start to do that, Uh, and prior to that, in 2015, you had Australia bringing in half of its reserves. Netherlands, Belgium have also done that. But it has really, really escalated, and uh, you know people are concerned, even the central banks are concerned about the London gold exchange and just leaving it outside of their country. They want to have it in their possession because as you and I have always said, uh, you know, gold is real money, but it's also, if it's not in your uh, possession, you don't really own it. <laughs> if you can't, right. and, and they're seeing this over and over again. And um, uh, then you take a look at what is happening with the Shanghai gold exchange. And these derivatives, the ETF derivatives, uh, people are you know that's that's you've talked about that many times how that allows them to manip- manipulate the price of gold, but it's also um, a very uh, it's it's not even a good investment from the standpoint of following the price of gold uh, because it doesn't uh, really track the price of gold, which I thought was kind of interesting. when I started seeing gold. I used to have money in uh, paper gold for my uh, IRA and. Um, uh, paper, gold, and silver. And I noticed this is really disconnected from the price of gold and silver.
1: What's up with that? You know, so I started looking at it. It's like, no, nah, I don't want that. Well, it's totally disconnected. Yeah. There's something called counterparty risk. You know, you got counterparty risk when you're uh, investing with, uh, you're looking at to, to allow someone else to hold your money uh, and back it up with their assets, supposedly that you can't see. So I don't like that. I like to... <laughs> I like to, when I invest, I want to be able to hold it in my hand. I want to be able to possess it, whether that's uh, gold and silver or real estate or even, even things like Bitcoin. I want to hold the keys. If I can't hold it, I don't invest in something that you can print. Yeah. Let's put it that way. Yeah, that's right.
0: Now, speaking of Bitcoin, I, I thought it was funny that uh, Britain is going to call their CBDC BritCoin. I had to do a double take when I saw that because it was kind of an odd. I uh, I guess I figured it's so close that, you know, people really won't notice. Uh, I think people will kind of uh, scope in on that. It's better than FedCoin. Uh, That doesn't really inspire anybody at all, but at least it's a better name, but same evil.
1: Same. I I didn't know that, Dave. That's that's news to me. But it's really about branding, and maybe I I can't see how anybody would confuse the two. Yeah. You know, you got you got some central bank controlling digital currency as opposed to some decentralized. A uh, finite resource like Bitcoin. That's, um, that's crazy. The people in Nigeria certainly didn't.
0: Yeah. It was a uh, prime minister, uh, Rishi rich. <laughs> that's the spoiled little rich kid. who's now the prime. Minister. He's the one who coined that term. Bitcoin, as a nickname. That's not going to be the official uh, term, but, uh, you know, that's, that's the way they're going to sell it to people. They're, they're CBDC. <laughs> well, they're very
1: clever with their, their nomenclature, aren't they?
0: Yeah. Yeah. But you know, when you look at what is happening, they, they made it very clear, uh at davos in january cbdc is going to be uh the future of money uh but then they talk about how they're not quite ready for it just yet but at the same time we see a a, a competition that is developing uh there's an interesting article uh brian solhavi had at uh, healthimpact.com where he's talking about how we see the global uh, the geopolitical divisions between NATO and uh, the U.S. and Europe and the Five Eyes, they're on one side with their current system, uh, you know, the IMF and and uh, the uh, Bank of International Settlements. They're on one side, and you got this rapid escalation of people who are rushing in to the BRICS, which was Britain, uh, which was um, Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South Africa. It was only about five countries for quite a while, and they were, you know, doing their own thing. But then it rapidly jumped to 19. And then within the last two months, it's gone from 19 to 40 something. It's more than doubled again. And they're still uh, not going to, it's still about a month or so away before they have their uh, next meeting. And all these people are clamoring to get into this to get away from our system of slavery, financial slavery.
1: Yeah, two major points coming out of that. One, uh, they're meeting in August uh, to talk about uh, linking a, a currency to gold which is monumental. Mm -hmm. But the other thing, and it's not covered as much, is that uh, President uh, Macron out of France uh, asked the uh, Prime Minister of South Africa if he could also join uh, or at least attend the meeting, which Mm -hmm. is huge. And you go back a few months ago, uh, Macron also uh, visited China uh, to make sure that uh, France wasn't associated with the United States uh, stance on Taiwan. There's a major geopolitical shift going on right now, and you talked about the Five Eyes. It, it, it's again the BRICS isn't going to save us. Right. As, you know, don't don't start cheering for that because oh, the, yeah. the yeah. evil U.S. hegemonic dollar dominance. I, I I don't want that, but I don't also I know what what's going to come out of this deal with the BRICS and China and the surveillance state as well. It's just uh, a different side of the coin. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's a huge story uh, that you see uh, Macron wanting to uh, to attend the BRICS summit. Yeah. Um, and I think that's going to be more and more countries. I mean, you look at the, the headlines. I, I just did, all I did is I typed in on Bing, I typed in uh, BRICS August, just BRICS August. And the headlines are Can the BRICS countries break the US dollar? The new <laughs> world reserve currency will kill the US dollar. This is, uh, these are the headlines off, off of Bing and, and uh, things like Reuters. BRICS currency. The opportunities and the pitfalls. BRICS explores creating new reserve currency. I mean, they just again these are just all over. Just by typing in BRICS in August for the meeting, it's massive. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think there was uh, Zimbabwe is another headline in here. They asked they're going to be asking to join BRICS. So this is something that's accelerating rapidly, David. I can't stress this enough. I mean, we normally we've had to wait a long time for these massive political changes, but I look you know to an example of like what happened to the Soviet Union. At the beginning of the 1990s, you know, it's just all of a sudden it was gone. You know, Gorbachev comes on television on Christmas Day and it disappears and breaks into 16 pieces. These are things that happened in our in our lifetime. And as as the technological age, it's just rapidly advancing since the uh, invasion of Ukraine by Russia, which they were goaded into doing. I'm not a Russophile. I'm just saying I know the history behind that. Yeah, Uh, that was uh, I think we, you know, our side, the NATO, the West wanted them to do that since that time. Uh, we've lost. Uh, what was it? I, I did the uh, calculations of the day. It was like we'd had sixty percent of the world's transactions in dollars prior to twenty twenty one, and uh, just right right prior, I think, to, you know, twenty twenty, and then in twenty uh, twenty two, it's uh, dropped to forty six percent. It's declining rapidly every year now, and now these headlines popping up. I mean, we weren't talking about the BRICS nations two years ago. That's Not right. like this. I mean, it was yeah. it was in the periphery of things I discussed, but nothing like this. You and there's a there's a coordinated effort to get away from the dollar. And if you if you read further into that article about gold repatriation, there's a frustration at the end of the article on Kitco where these central banks are saying, well, we still don't see any alternative. We're pulling our gold home. We want to own gold. We're trying to get rid of the dollar and get out of dollar holdings, but there is no alternative. That's what this summit in August is all about, is uh, getting having an alternative. That's the term, Tina. There is no alternative. The, the, creating an alternative Will further accelerate uh, the demise of the dollar being the w- world's reserve currency. And I'm not saying this to be doom and gloom, like the dollar's going to zero. I think that the dollar's going to digital. Uh, it, to me, these kind of moves that, that our so called leaders or our overlords are making, to me, it looks like a, c- a controlled demolition. You wouldn't be making these moves if you wanted to keep the world's reserve currency status. Somehow I think this is baked into it. So we that are paying attention need to see what our options are. That's right. uh, we can't stop this. There's no political movement in the. US, David, that can stop the dollar's demise now as the world's reserve currency. I think that is already that, that horse has left the barn, yeah, uh, so to speak. So I think right now all we can do is just see where we're going to land, uh, how we can protect ourselves. And there's a couple of different things, you know the, protecting your wealth against inflation, loss of purchasing power, but more importantly, what you talk about. And that is being outside of the system. We have to have a parallel system mm-hmm. of value. And, the, and uh, history shows us that that's precious metals. That's right.
0: And, and, of course, you know that's a big part of what this whole BRICS thing is about as well. You know, it's not just, well, they seize this uh, money from Russia and they could do that to us as well. But they understand that once the system that they're pushing so hard gets in place of uh, digital currencies, and it's going to be a global uh, system, they, they've been very open about that even uh, openly talking about, well, it's going to require, said the IMF, it's going to require that laws be changed and maybe even constitutions be changed in various countries so that we can have this central bank digital currency. They understand what a pervasive system of control it is because they want to do it to their own system, their own people as well in China and in Russia. But um, uh, they want to escape that uh, complete control system for themselves in the same way that uh, Trump would talk about how 5G, if the Chinese have the technology, oh, it's going to be used to control everything that we do. Uh, so we've got to have our own independent 5G. He wants to control and watch everything that you do, uh, just like everybody else in, in Washington wants to with 5G. But we don't want the Chinese doing it. So the Chinese are going to do the same thing. The Russians are going to do the same thing. They want to uh, control and surveil everything that their people do, but they don't want to be caught up into that thing as well. And so that's a lesson for all of us. Uh, Because they see these control uh, tactics coming and they want to get away from them. And um, it really is a big geopolitical realignment that is happening right now, isn't it, Tony? I mean, just like we saw with uh, the unification of Europe, you you pointed out how slowly that's happened in the past. It was uh, Bilderberg met for the first time in 55, and then in uh, 56, they talked about having a euro. And it took a very long time for them to accomplish that. First, they had to create trade zones and other things like that, and then they uh, created some political structures. But then they, the glue, the course that's going to hold all that stuff together, is going to be some kind of a common currency. And that's why they're trying to glue this, you know, UN, NATO, World Economic Forum, these multinational corporations trying to glue all that together with a uh, some kind of a global digital currency. That's what's coming.
1: Well, if I recall, uh, Trump's answer to the Chinese in 5G was 6G. I, I think <laughs> if my memory serves me, he said, we yeah. need to be start talking about 6G. Yeah. I was noticing, too, there was a, I think it was a finance minister from uh, India that was talking a couple of weeks ago and said, uh, talking about central bank digital currency and what the premise of that was and say, well, you know, in real time, uh, the governments, the treasuries could control whether uh, and and whether you could buy ammunition mm-hmm. or, you know. <laughs> Or, or a firearm. Or food. Or food. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. Or any anything that uh that they would deemed uh you know, or fuel. Uh mm-hmm. that they would say, Well, you can't buy that this week. That's what this is all about. Again, uh, Brazil, Russia, India, China, South Africa, these are not your saviors. You know, a lot of people are talking about, well, the the bricks are going to they're gonna have a new uh reserve currency, you're gonna link it to gold. Well, I hate to break it to everybody. We already have a gold standard. It's called gold. It's around the world, it's yeah. universal. I, I, I find this argument about whether a currency should be backed by gold or what 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 the government should do the government shouldn't be in the currency business. This is how we got into this mess in the first place, and we have a fake world built off fake money. It creates some real monsters. Yeah. Um. You know, it's funny too, David. I I read a lot of history of gold, but I also go back to the uh, just the story of the origin stories of communism, and you're seeing this today. Um, the communists always need gold. They always yeah. need money. You always got to get, you know, they loaded down Trotsky. Uh, he was a newspaper reporter in New York, uh, you know, 1917, 19, uh, 18. And they loaded him down with gold Yeah, and uh, sent him to Russia. Uh, same thing with Lenin. Uh, you know, uh, the the um, Warburg, Max Warburg was the brother of Paul Warburg. He was the head of the central bank in Germany. They loaded down Lenin in, in a sealed boxcar with millions of dollars in gold. So it's the, the hypocritical uh, part of the the commies and the Marxists, they always act like they don't want money. But that's truly what it's all about is the control of wealth and the power. Uh, they want that. And so again, this is something that we look at history, they're going for the gold, they're going for the wealth. Uh, and uh, they like fiat currency, because it allows them to create a, a, you know, a fake deep state. But at the end of the day, they're always looking for the value somewhere. And uh, that's why it's important for us to to understand how to be outside of their system
0: yeah they're not uh, anti-materialist uh, their fo- followers may be their followers may have bought into that idea but uh, no they just want everything that you've got uh, that's the Marxists. Wow. they're the they're the uh, kleptocrats that are out there trying to steal everything from everybody yeah that's an interesting story and and i always thought it was funny i had uh, somebody send me a link to where i could get the movie i haven't gotten it yet but uh they actually did a movie with ben kingsley about lenin uh, being put on that train, SEAL train, going from Switzerland to Germany to start the Communist Revolution. They gave him $10 million in physical gold uh, to go do that. And um, that movie had uh, Ben Kingsley in it. I thought, that's interesting. I've never seen that here. It's not even available in the U.S. They don't want you to see that in the U.S. You can only get it uh, typically in a uh, European format unless it's kind of a, a bootleg version of it. So um, uh, I, I thought that was uh, interesting, That that story they don't want told. Uh, of, of, uh, the central banks and, and using gold to start, put the Russians, the Russian communists in power. But of course that's, uh, uh, they've always been behind that type of thing. And, um, they are always the ones who push war, push revolutions and all the rest of the stuff, because that's how they make their big bucks. It's, it's just, yeah. uh, it's not doing the fees and, and everything from us that they do on a regular basis.
1: Well, these are bankers wars. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's what the, the 20th century is a slaughter pen. Of bankers wars yeah. and uh you know I, I talking on my show even going back a year i talked about u.s allies you know allies that we've had in the past uh, people that we leaned on and people that we supported like saddam hussein you know or or qaddafi you know and these people that are dead now and uh i was thinking about uh the those really pathetic pictures or noriega linsky right? Take, take what's a, that
0: noriega manuel noriega, noriega. Right? who became right, a, absolutely
1: he, he's a strong man
0: it's like what does that mean it's strong man <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> had to take him out said george hw yeah that's exactly right i mean yeah. be careful when you're a u.s ally i was thinking and i the uh the, the pathetic pictures of Zelensky at that nato summit in his outfit <laughs> the babylon b uh yeah, had a great headline that said uh you know, Man it, man uh, attends party, thought it was a costume or something like that. Regrets wearing a costume.
0: He's just standing there by himself. Everybody else is all dressed up, and his wife's in a very nice dress because, you know, she shops at uh, Paris and spends, what was it, $40,000 in an hour or something. But, uh, you know, she's, uh, she's meeting somebody, and he's just kind of standing there by himself looking <laughs> that's a really funny picture. Yeah.
1: It's funny how things can change very quickly, you know, stay humble. But uh, that guy certainly wasn't And that. And if you know about bankers wars, if you know about what they prop up and what it brings, but that imagery really just looks to me, that's going to be the, the dollar soon. Like, Mm -hmm. I just think about like, it's just nobody wants it anymore. I think that's going to happen. Not, not tomorrow and not next week, but that's coming. I mean, it's just, when there's an alternative it's just going to be left out of the party because of how of its behavior yeah you know the there the i think it was the defense minister of britain said we want to see gratitude like they're just like why are you not grateful <laughs> that's what happens you know you, you get somebody like a zelensky that you prop up and you put up there and you tell me he's the most important person in the world you know well, he he's definitely t-shirt.
0: not grateful i mean he got very angry with these people and they push back on it you know but biden says know, we gave you more than everybody else combined it's like yeah we noticed and uh you got other ministers there pushing back against him. He's demanding that he gets a, he's become this petulant child. Of course, I think he always was, but uh, he's not even trying to hide it anymore. Uh, Not not a very good look, not a very wise move to make in that uh, group of people. And uh, a really dangerous individual, a little megalomaniac, you know, who wants to escalate the war and he doesn't care what happens to his own people or the rest of the world. It it truly is amazing. But, um, well, what's going on at um, Wise Wolf? gold Tell us a little bit about uh, uh
1: what's happening there well as you can see the spot prices of, of gold and silver have gone up uh silver's up four uh, percent over the last month uh go, well's gone up since we've been on air i've got gold's at one thousand nine hundred and sixty one luciferian banks notes per troy <laughs> ounce on the yellow metal uh nineteen sixty one uh, silver's at twenty four dollars and seventy three cents that's kind of um,
0: surprising to me because with all the uh, talk about it, i had checked the price of it but with all the talk about it uh, the fact, oh, we've conquered inflation. You saw that, right? <laughs> the, this, I was going to bring that up.
1: There's two headlines that, that I I love to find contradictory headlines. That's my <laughs> one of my favorite hobbies now. But you see Drudge, it's got a smiling Ben Franklin on the $100 bill. Yeah. It was like inflation eases, uh, emer- Fed emergency over. But if you go to the, just one a couple links over when I do my search, there's market watch. There's gold and silver near one month highs as U.S. dollar weakens. Yeah. Well, which one is it? Is it we we got a great dollar inflation stopped or is we've got a a weak U.S. dollar and gold and silver up? Well, I'm I'm going to be betting against uh, the drudge headline as I usually do now. Um, Yeah, I don't think people are buying the PR
0: uh, release out there. I think they're going to put their money where they think things are actually going, which is
1: uh, they're expecting more inflation. Well, there will be more inflation. It's just mathematics. I mean, again, 80 percent of all the dollars created in the last 48 months. And uh, you've got the, the. that's another thing: is dollar velocity, right? You've got dollar velocity and the strength of, of a currency is based off of how much it's it's de- there's demand and how much is uh, units in circulation. We created this massive amount of units, but we're losing the demand, and it's not again, it's not you know, uh, it's very subtle, It's a percent at a time, and it's going down. So I, I think uh, the the real uh, you know money is on is on what's going to happen to commodities and the shift away from from the dollar. So mm-hmm. uh, what I'm looking at, David. It's just continuing getting supply uh, yeah. right now. There's a little bit of ease. It's never. It's never going to back to the way it was before 2020. I don't see how it will. Um, but we still got supply. We've got uh, pretty quick turnarounds right now. Uh, if you want to place an order, we don't have a minimum. Uh, you can go to davidknight.gold if you want to get some physical precious metals. Uh, we'll we'll help you. I've got uh, Kenzie. Uh, placing trades for me and uh, helping customers. I got a, a great team here in Branson. I've got my location in, in Denison, Texas, and my son, Houston, is helping me. He's 18. He's he's learning the business and uh, helping me there. That's uh, so I'm kind of floating back and forth. I'm in Branson right now. Um, but we have Wolfpack, and that's another thing. That, that's growing every day, and we're getting more and more people. Uh, the more people that we get, the stronger that we get. Um and so I, I just bought – yesterday I told Kenzie we bought a lot of the tenth ounce silver pieces. I'm trying to get people more fractional silver mm-hmm. um, just for trading and bartering and things like that. We've got a lot of pre-1965 coinage in great condition uh, that's going into the Wolfpack packages. And then I offered all David Knight listeners – and this isn't valid anywhere else. It's just David Knight. If you upgrade or join Wolfpack, I'm sending you a, a complimentary silver dollar. If for any reason you don't get one, please email uh, my staff and we'll we'll get we'll get you your silver dollar. But I've got I don't know about seventy left. Wow! I think we had about thirty people join last week, so uh, I got about seventy left. So if you'll go to davidknight.gold and hit Join Wolfpack, go check us out there because that's a great way uh, just to 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 join and let it let us buy your medals for you. Uh, you will I th- again my cancellation rate so low. Uh, that's just, I think, uh, a testament to people liking their packages and the, and the variety.
0: Well, it's a great plan. And I really do appreciate what you do for us with a special offer just for our listeners and, uh, always the, the support that you've given us has always been, uh, so kind. And we really do appreciate that. And it's great to know, uh, somebody that you can actually trust. And, uh, I've known you for a long time, trust you. And, uh, it is like I was last time you were on, we talked about how these people were taken in. Uh, by this site where they thought they were buying, I think it was crypto of some sort, and um, uh, they were hustled. The site, it was just a a dummy site. I mean, you got to know who you're doing business with, so it's very important. And uh, so we really do appreciate what you're doing. Uh, That's a great offer for people. Uh, Setting up a regular savings program is such a powerful thing, and I think people uh, don't realize the value of that, but it's especially true to have something that is going to be not only a hedge against uh, inflation and bad economic times, but against this ruthless uh, plan of surveillance and control that they're trying to impose on us. I mean, that to me, that is still the biggest aspect of uh, these metals. So, thank you for doing that, Tony. Appreciate it. Thank you, Dave. Thank you. And again, uh, you can find you can get to Tony with uh, David that he set up, and that'll take you to Wise Wolf Gold, where Tony can give you a hand with that. Thank you. Have a have a good week. We'll talk to you next week.
1: Yes, sir. See you then. Thank
0: you. All right. We're going to be right back, folks. Uh, Stay with us. Truth is a revolutionary act. You're listening to The David Knight Show.